Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Sounder. I am Molly, as always, <laughs> and I got with me Amanda and Laura. Say hello. Hey, everybody. Yes, hello, everybody. So we are now on, I don't even know, this is going to be four, five, six, three, I don't know, but we're on a new episode. <laughs> yep. Everybody doing okay over there? Yeah, I'm doing good. We are starting to warm up a little bit and thaw out, so that's been nice. Yeah, you look all, you look all, you know, like you've been in the sun. Your hair's all pretty today. So, color your hair Yeah, Laura's, hair, Laura's got her hair did up today too. Looks like she got. Yeah, I put curl cream in today, and uh, yeah. Anyhow, people are always like, "You have curly hair." Yeah, very. Yeah, <laughs> I got like a weird. I got like half curl, half straight, half frizzed. I don't know. Whatever. That's, yeah, <laughs> kind of how mine is too. Yeah. All right, so our episode is not going to be about hair today, but it is going to be a little bit about marketing, about getting ourselves out there, showing what we have going on, and trying to bring people into the market or the brand that we're trying to create for ourselves. So I want to start off a little bit, and I'm going to let Amanda do this. Amanda, when we're talking about marketing and branding, what do you have to say about that? Because I know that people can get confused on the difference between the two. Sure. So I think marketing and branding definitely go hand in hand, but a brand is when you think about your business or your farm, it's the feel that you want it to have, the look that you want it to have, um, and kind of everything that you're doing is on brand. So you're going to either show products, showcase things that go with that. And when you are marketing, you're going to think about who your brand is targeting and that's who you're going to be marketing towards. You're going to use things that are on brand to help you market to your target audience. So marketing is more just like reaching out and advertising your brand, whereas your brand is your feel, your vibe, for your farm or your ranch or your small business or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I, th I think that's like Laura, we were talking before we got on here. Uh, I think like Laura said, that is a great definition of what they both can be or explanation to people. What do you think, Laura? I agree. Uh, I personally love marketing and it's one of the things that we receive a lot of compliments on as far as what our businesses do here. But the definition that Amanda just shared, I think is just spot on. Um, at the end of the day, they do run together and you can't really have one without the other to really successfully to promote yourself. But there are some subtle differences to keep in mind when you're designing that brand versus your uh, strategy, maybe social media, for example. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like I never really thought about the brand or the market, you know, I just sort of went with. Yeah, you rock it. <laughs> yeah. I just sort of went with myself. I think I think I have done more of a brand. Um, as you know, I try to create a feeling, but it's led to a market, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm just a a, a discombobulated. <laughs> well, I, I think that is the beauty of farmers. I don't think you're alone. And I think even for what I have built within my four businesses, it's the same way. It's really easy to think that what we do lends itself to that blend of um, branding and marketing because most of us are farming. I really think all of us are farming. I mean, you have to do it because you love it and you're passionate about yeah. it because of all the challenges. So what we're doing when we're on social media, we're putting things out there. It's an expression of ourself. So versus a corporation that's, that's hiring somebody to build this image for them, it's an extension of us. Mm -hmm. And Molly, you're an excellent example of what that is. And I think everything that you just said represents that. So within ourselves, we are each a brand and we market that for who we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so as well. You know, when I, when I first started, one of my goals was to 
make my farm different in a way to where I was bringing a new view of the actual hog, right? That's mm-hmm. where I think I started at in the beginning without knowing it in a way. But um, a lot of people wanted to tell me how dirty they were or, you know, hogs are just nasty animals, unintelligent. Um, but I wanted yeah. to change the view on that and show the actual beauty of the hog itself because they can be beautiful creatures, you know, just visually. Um, so yeah. I think that's where I started. And then I went from that to noticing the nature that was around me that was also sustaining me and I was sustaining it, you know. And then I just took all of that and accumulated it into how I felt and wanted other people to feel as well, you know. And that's and those are the kinds of people that I wanted to bring into my world too, those that, you know, saw it from the way I saw it and felt it the way that I felt it. Yeah, and that's that same interwoven uh, thing to me that you're expressing your heart and, and your soul. And like you said, you, you are hopeful to find others. And it goes back to the, the business side of it. You know, you're supposed to write to your ideal customer. Well, your ideal customer is, is that same person in touch with you. So there again, I think it, it just is the nature of, of the business that we're in. Um, and I love your posts, by the way. They are so beautifully written and they are, they're so passionate and you can just, you, you, you feel, I feel your words when you write. So yeah, don't. Yeah. I, well, and thank you. I, I, when you are um, very true and genuine to yourself, that, that is how people realize that you are a real person. You are really in the trenches and they follow along. They develop a relationship with you, even if you've never met. And yeah. I think that that is one of the best ways to be able to connect with people and to be able to market because um, they're they're seeing a true side of you and what you're sharing and what your farm is like. And they can feel or imagine being there. And I feel like that is a great way to just, when you can openly and honestly share things from your heart, it yeah. lets people know your intentions, how you feel about things. And it's just a good way act and you are really great at doing that yeah and I think that you know in that I have my my little area I like to to be in you know and I don't I don't sell I'm selling a filling on my farm I'm not you know actually I don't have a butcher shop like Laura has I don't have you know I don't have all these other aspects I'm not selling meat in my market you know I'm selling right now at this point where I'm at now I'm selling wean piglets off. So it's all about the baby pigs. You know, I'm a breeding mm-hmm. farm. So it, it's different in that aspect as it is for Laura because Laura really is doing a lot of marketing because she has legit businesses going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. And what I have to do is very different than what you have yes. to do. So, so for example, in the butcher shop in Jensen Reserve, I actually don't post a lot in there anymore as far as on social media. And that's our number one marketing um, place right now. Um, With all the businesses, I am not as involved in the daily operations as I once was. Uh, And then with Denise, who runs the store, she's the one that makes all those posts. So we've got to drive it from a couple different perspectives. For one, Denise is very real. If you've yes. followed any posts there, she has her own following, you know, she just lays it out there and says what she's thinking yeah. and, you know, uh, kind of what's going on and we go from there. But we have to use it as a tool to share information as well. So um, the sales that we're running in the store so that it drives foot traffic in the store yeah. is something that, that we market on social media and in emails as well. Uh, and then the um, the other part that um, we use it for, um, we've we've experimented with it some. So you know, there's algorithms on Facebook where they say nine percent of the people see your post. Yeah. Um, when her and I could get together and target a campaign and do kind of a blitz where maybe we do seven to nine posts on a Saturday, which is our busiest day, we can literally because we hear it from our customers we can get the word out about what's going on and what's happening in the store and where we can help them just like that and it drives our business it can be the difference in two hundred dollars and two thousand dollars so um it is very very business driven side 
to that with the emotional, whereas like you said, piglet sales is a little different. I do market through, um, of course, the Breeders Association, but that's more information. Yeah. Welcome to the locator. Um, this is what we're going on there. It's a little bit more, you know, staying in that yeah. focus lane, not so much about the emotional side. But yeah, there's a lot of aspects to ways you could market and ways that you can use social media and email to do that marketing for you. Yeah. And I think, I think a major part of it though, is we live in a social media world at this point. We do. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you're, um, if you're not on you know, social media and you're not getting stuff out there, then it's hard to get known unless you have been extremely is. established beforehand. Yeah, now you can use emails, uh, and I think emails work good. But I don't, I don't think you can go without Facebook personally. Yeah. It is the, it is the new yellow pages to date myself. You know, the, it is the the online business directory. And you have others that are good. Yelp is a great one for business as well. But um, you can't beat Facebook at the end of the day. E even though I know not everybody's on Facebook anymore. So we we've got some feedback again. Hang on just a second. WTF. All right. Are we now feedback free? Yes. I think we're feedback free. So sorry, you guys. This um, new place to record comes with its quirks and we're working through it. <laughs> so I was going to um, jump in here really quick, too. I think I agree that Facebook is for your local markets. Facebook is a must have because people if you're trying to get word out fast, just like Laura said, you're trying to get word out fast locally, Facebook, I feel like is your best friend. It's going to help you do that quick. I feel like if you're selling products that can cross state lines or you're thinking about, you know, being able to ship things to customers, I feel like Instagram is a great tool because you can attract an audience from much further away. I feel like that is a tool that like, for instance, I know as we are getting our ranch built and getting things figured out, we want to get into, I've mentioned before the Navajo churro sheep. We want to be able to market the meat locally, but we'd love to also be able to sell pelts. And in order to do that, I feel like our local market may not support that as well, but I feel like using Instagram, we can target a larger audience. That's not just right here and have better success with selling those. So I think that you kind of, it's good if you can use both, but if your main goal is that you want to market to your local, Facebook is definitely the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I believe that too. I, you know, like I have Instagram, but I cannot stand the damn hashtags. <laughs> I was going to ask about hashtags. What's everybody think about them? God, I can't stand <laughs> hashtags. Yeah. I think using some hashtags can be beneficial. I don't know if people really search hashtags a ton, but I do think that tagging your location and things like that, or if you were tagging, you know, things that would go with your brand. Like if you're, let's say you're using a specific tool or something that is common in the type of animal that you have. You could tag the manufacturer of that tool company or whatever it may be, or feed buckets or a feed brand or whatever. And I feel like that, those to me are things that in some ways are probably going to help you more than hashtags. I may be totally wrong on that, but I don't think that you need to have 10 million bajillion hashtags because it is annoying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do find that they help, you know, they, they bring us somebody that maybe wouldn't have found us otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, when you're looking at what we do with the pigs, you know, Mayshawn Pig is a hashtag that I've watched grow over the last five years from, you know, maybe a hundred a month to over a thousand a yeah. month sometimes. So, so there is yeah. somewhere somebody is using that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like Instagram. I So I'm really bad at Instagram. I used to be on Instagram all the time, right? And I thought I had to have a hundred thousand fucking tags to go with this or hashtag <laughs> hashtag blue skies, hashtag hamburgers, hashtag pork chop. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. So like, that's a lot. It is. It's like, I had all these hashtags and I'm like, I am so sick and tired of these freaking hashtags. So then 
I just stopped and I did, I don't put any hashtags with it now. Right. I just have it. Mm -hmm. I have it linked with my Facebook and when I put on my Facebook, it just puts it over on my Instagram <clears throat> and I let it go from That's there. Cool. And I still have about the same amount, you know, on Instagram now as I did uh, or likes and stuff as I did when I first was using 500 freaking uh, hashtags, you know, yeah. Yeah. But my my majority of it, my majority of everything is is on Facebook, and that's just because that's what I'm used to and what I've come become accustomed to. Yeah. So what do you what do you ladies use uh, for for marketing? Where what are your outlets? I mean, obviously Facebook and Insta. Um, what else do you guys use? Go ahead, Amanda. Okay. We have done um, farm emails and things, I, which we already mentioned. Um, but whenever we're getting ready to, on our farm, when we are getting ready to have, say, um, fresh chicken available, I will always do, I try to always do like a monthly email just to give like farm updates and include appealing pictures that people can look at and see and feel good. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then when I have something new that's coming out or we've got a new day of, you know, fresh chickens available or whatever it may be, I send e emails for that too. And in that email, mm -hmm. the email, I usually give an update, like be on the lookout. We're going to have this and this and this available. And when we do have those things available or a day or two before, if we want to do any pre-sales or anything like that, we go ahead and get that out. Yeah. Um, so we do email. We also do a lot of word of mouth because our markets, we do market locally. Um, and then I don't know, beyond that, we just Facebook and Instagram. So that, yeah. that's our main, how we get word out. Um, yeah. Where we were in North Carolina, we were in a very busy area about being able to put up, put up like some signage or something like that because people were coming direct to our farm to buy. We weren't selling in a, like in a local market or anything like that. Um, here in Idaho, I don't know that we're putting any up or anything crazy because um, we're in an area that's very secluded. So we may, we may handle that a little differently. I'm not sure yet, but those are our main. I think you brought up a good thing though. I mean, another form of the advertising and the marketing and the branding of yourself um, comes through farmer's markets as well, which farmer's markets have been a big thing. You know, right now, everybody wants to be at the farmer's market to show off, you know, what they have and sell their product and get all that out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you do farmer's yeah, markets so more? You... <laughs> I have. Oh. I, uh, I have been there, done that. Yeah. Um, it is incredibly impossible for me to do it. We've grown our um, our SKUs, our number of products, so much that to offer it under refrigeration or in freezers is a significant investment. Yeah. And although I am not anti-farmer's market, don't, don't get me wrong, but anybody that has done that grind will likely have that same reaction. Um, yeah. It's a real challenge um, to, to schlep everything back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and if the weather's bad and you were counting on those sales, then you're going to have to figure out another plan. But, you know, to get my name out there, to get started, it was huge. And, and it reached people that my retail store didn't reach initially um, to gather emails as far as to build your email marketing or like us on Facebook and just put a face with that name. Yeah. It's, it's significant for that. And it's probably the best local move any farm could make to uh, to get started. Um, I'm just not a fan of that every Saturday in the summer grind that it, it can turn into. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people that do farmer's markets and I mean, religiously, right. Cause that's what, that's what's bringing the money in. And when I see, mm -hmm. or when I'm talking to them, like I'll, one of them I'll call and he's on his way to the farmer's market. I see, I feel like he's on his way to a farmer's market like every day. You know, yeah. and yeah. He, he's always cussing and fussing because something has went wrong and he's got this meat that's yeah. got to get up there. And he's got 9,000 freaking pounds of something. You know what I mean? It's just a lot. Mm -hmm. And another one is like uh, Cliff Davis, you know, from Pig and Leaf. You know, they 
he's always at the farmer's markets as well, him and his wife. And, you know, I just see all the work that goes into that. And I'm like, that's some dedication, man. But it really does help them with people who are trying to shop local and know where their products are coming from and what's going into them. Farmer's markets, I feel like, are a great step up for those people to get themselves out there, you know, at least locally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I take this whole thing with a, with a much different approach than a lot of other farms. For me, it's always been about scaling what I do. Yeah. And not only um, in customers, but, you know, what other markets can I get into? How do I go wholesale? How do I round out what we do with a spice line that's an easier license so that I can appeal to other businesses to sell my products? Yeah. So I think you also have to consider who who is your market? What is your goal? What is your plan? Uh, and how do you want to navigate the food business? Because if you're selling something from your farm for people to eat, you're in the food business at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. I, I feel like, you know, putting yourself out there and branding yourself, right? It can be tricky as well because what brand you are creating, uh, it, it needs to be that, right? Mm -hmm. That's the reason I research everybody, you know, because there's a lot of frauds out there. <laughs> it's, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people trying to try to sell you something that that's really not you know uh and so that's one thing about it is is whatever you're going to put yourself out there as then that's what you need to be as because it's hard to play the two-faced game you're trying to sell something that you're not you know it's hard to keep that alive so yeah i think that yeah. people also need to take and be take that into consideration that you have to be honest about what you're doing because it can burn your ass in the end Yes. Yeah, exactly. Those things have a way of working themselves out, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yes, they do. I love it, too, you know. <laughs> I think, too, when you're when you're thinking about your farm or your business, what, what things you're going to be doing, when you're branding, you kind of have to think about how you want to tie it all together. And, again, like the look and the feel that you want to have for things, how you want to make your target market feel about what you're doing. And yes. then with that, for instance, if you're doing product packaging, you want your labels to convey that brand. If you're doing a website, you want your website to look the same, feel the same, you know, have all those things. And if you are meeting with people at farmer's markets or whatever else, you want to make sure that your banners kind of have that feel, whatever you're showcasing your products on have that feel and that you yeah. deliver that feel too. Because I feel like if you're doing things genuine and true to yourself, you're going to, you're going to give off that vibe anyway, but you want to make sure that all of your things kind of contribute to that. And I think that um, when you're first starting out, it's kind of hard to know exactly what that's going to be but as you yeah. go mm -hmm. as you go along with it it kind of continues to evolve and i think sometimes if you're willing to really listen to that and not just put yourself in a box and say this is all i'm doing yeah like allow yourself to evolve and, and get to the place where you're most comfortable still have some challenges but that you're proud of what you're doing you're happy with what you're doing and yeah. you're, you're still genuine and i think that that is going to that will really help you with your marketing that's overall and what you're doing. If, yeah, I think people enjoy the journey. They enjoy following us on on whatever it is. Maybe, you know, maybe it's my goat story, maybe it's not. Whatever it is, they enjoy hearing about the adventures of farm life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they do. And you know, and that plays into what I was gonna say as well, is it's all about the story, right? Yeah. Everybody loves a good story. You know, well, food with a story. That's what my husband says all the time. You cannot beat good food with a great story. No, you happen. can't. And you know, yeah. a lot of our a lot of our market is people who follow us, who want to live, they want to see the life being lived, right? They want to mm -hmm. eat the product at the end or have the product at the end, but they either they can't live this life 
physically, financially, or just don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, and we okay. are, they are getting out of us what, you know, they enjoy as well. And it all leads back to the story that we're putting out there about our farms, about our business or whatever, that makes us a little different and attracts those type of people. Cause that's where our majority of our customers are going to be. Most of the time it's not the other farmer, you know? No. In my case, it's not. In fact, other farmers, uh, I don't see a whole lot of them quite honestly. Yes. My, my demographics for my retail store um, has nothing to do with other farmers actually. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, we're selling to the outside customers, not the ones that are like us or amongst us. Yeah. So, so what I hear is that each of us have experience with this through um, however we choose to market it. So what would be a piece of advice that, that each of us could share to another farmer that's listening and would like to, to do more of what we talked about? Um, you want to go first, Molly, and, and what, what would you tell somebody to encourage them to, um, to jump in and, and do this marketing stuff? So I think that the one thing, and it, I say this uh, probably on everything, is for people to just not give up and feel like a failure. Yeah. Right? I you, agree with that. You know, you have to believe in what you're doing for others to believe in it as well. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I first started getting into this and like everything was going wrong, I was like, holy shit, like, you know, who would even want to get something off of me? Because everything's a disaster, you know? That's what I have been quiet on social, social media. I will admit that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm such a mess. Everybody would have to see that I'm a mess. Why would anybody want anything from me, you know? But yeah. that's what I tell people is we all go through things. And we have said this over and over again. You know, you cannot give up on what you're trying to achieve. But you also have to be willing, like Amanda said, you have to be willing to evolve, to grow, to transform yourself. You know, not that we have to form ourselves to the world around us, but if it's not working, it's, it's not working, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to evolve with what is going, with what is going on, but still keeping your honest and most truest form of yourself at the same time. If yeah. any of that made any sense to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, what's saying you? Um, I think from a social media perspective, it would be not to be afraid to show people raw. You that doesn't yes. mean to like show thing. people anything gory, but yeah, don't, don't be afraid to be raw with people. You know, I, I it, it's great to um, be upbeat and optimistic and all those things, but I feel like sometimes we have to show the the rawness of what we are doing for people to realize this is real. This is not rainbows yeah. and butterflies every day. Um, it's real, and I think that being able to show people like you have too or whatever it may be, it just I think that that helps people relate to you better and it makes yeah. it more for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when it goes back to it, I, I say this all the time too. I think I'm a very repetitive person, but whatever. <laughs> but it works. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like people, they see the pictures, right? And everything looks pretty. They watch all these videos and everything seems to be going well and smooth. And there's, you know, baby pigs running around or there's calves, little calves running or chicks or whatever, you know, they see the pretty landscape, but they, they, they don't see the honest, true disasters that are in the background, you know, yeah, yeah. they don't, they don't feel the hurt and the sadness that happens on, on a regular. You know. Yeah, I would agree with you. I kind of I laugh because I suspect that the, the three of us and pretty much everybody on the Sounder page at least has had that moment on the farm where you're just like, well, that went to hell in a handbasket. Yes. You didn't have a camera. Boy, wouldn't that have made a video? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like me getting busted in the mouth by the sheep. I was like, damn, I wish I had yeah. that because I could be a millionaire, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
But yeah, and I, I did film a, a video of me up, upset at the passing of my my favorite pig, uh, Pink Lady, and I did it yes. at the encouragement of others. It was that was hard because of everything you just said, Amanda. You know, you you want to be positive, you want to you know project, you want to do all these things, and now you're supposed to stand there and cry and hope you don't ugly cry yeah. on camera, and you can still talk, right? Um, but I'm glad I did it because um, I think it did help others and it did show. Um, you know, these aren't just things out here that that we feed every day. Yeah, they're, they're part of our own soul. Yeah, too. yeah. Like I posted the picture of the dead babies, right, in the bag, the pile of dead babies from the E. coli. And you know, I was at first, I was very ashamed of that happening here. You know. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, golly, you know, I've got these dead babies. I got something going on. I was ashamed of it. And then I was like, but you know, I need to post this and get this out there because it is a real thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. death on the farm is a, it happens and it, it can happen. You know, and piglets, yeah. Yeah. But also once I posted that in the realness and the rawness of seeing dead babies you know a lot of people reach out to me at that point and they're like I'm glad you did that because I've also had this going on you know and that helped me realize that maybe you know we might have the same issues on our farm or you know it's hard for people to be real and raw like that I thank you for that so I think the realness and the rawness of being the the true person besides the the ladies dressed up with their with their makeup and their hats and their pretty dresses holding a chicken you know with their pretty clean yeah. eggs <laughs> yeah yeah you know the, you know good for them. the realness is what people like yeah yeah and I, I love the fact that personally i don't really have to worry about makeup and i can wear jeans to just about anything yes. i need to go to yes farmers do <laughs> you know about appearances or whatever the, the reality versus the dreams okay so Kim, my mom, uh, she is, uh, if you've ever met Kim, you'll never forget her. She is quite the, quite the woman old Kim is. Anyways, <laughs> so when I told her that we were going to start, you know, on this podcast and we're going to make these videos and stuff, uh, she was like, now Molly, I've been watching a lot of YouTube and uh, she's like, now you're going to fix your hair and she's like, where... Cause I got a bunch of turquoise jewelry, right? She's like, you need to put huh? on that turquoise jewelry and get your hair done. And I was like, Kim, that's not you. No, no, that's not who I am. You know. <laughs> no. But I bet that turquoise would look stunning with your complexion. I'm just gonna oh, say yeah. that. <laughs> yes. No, I have, I have a bunch of it. But my thing is this: is I do understand the importance of having a good appearance right mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. there has to be a line that is drawn because mm -hmm. i can't go out here and work these damn hogs and post a video of it with my jewelry and my sundress yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it just gets in the way doesn't it uh, yes it gets in the way i can't yeah. like there you know you may be able to do that and sell that on whatever you're doing but in the world that we're living in, like we are trying to accomplish, it is not feasible for me to do that. Mm -mm. So it could probably be a great personality if somebody wanted to do that and create that. But but I, the reality, the down and dirty of moving hogs and loading hogs ain't, ain't that. No, no, no it's mm -hmm. not. And I ain't shaved my legs since 2018, you know? <laughs> Just wait till you get older. The hair stops growing there. It's great. <laughs> I, told, I, told, I told Rod the other day, I was like, I was like, I'm starting to get spots where like the hair don't grow like on my knees. I was like, it's almost the entire leg. Give it time. Yeah. I mean, if it's long enough, it's soft, right? It's not prickly. So what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> he calls me Daryl. He was like, come on, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell my husband every spring, time to bush hog the legs. <laughs> time for shorts. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. But yeah. anyway, so 
Well, it is. Yeah. That is what I feel like. You know, there is different ways of going about how to represent yourself, yeah. right? And that goes into Absolutely. how you're branding yourself. If you are branding yourself, you know, and you are able to do the personality, the appearance and all that, that's cool. You know, if you're out mm -hmm. here dirty digging around and that's how you want to present yourself, that's fine. But it's, it really is just the realness of being who who you are. It, that is more appealing, yep. I think. Yeah. I think. Laura, yeah. What, what tip do you have? Um... I think what I would tell somebody starting out or scared to do it is do it anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's intimidating. Um, you're probably going to look back and go, Ooh, but you know what? You got to love that part of yourself too. Uh, that's what I've learned through all of this is one of the things in stepping out into business is to accept that you're not going to be perfect the first time that it's going to take time to get to where you want to be, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it or don't wait until you, you can do it or you're trained to do it or you can do it right. It is that journey from uh, jumping in anyway that will get you to where you want to be. So yeah, just jump in. You know, I pissed, I pissed my husband off one time. Well, I've pissed him off many a time. But, <laughs> but one time he was mad because I kept on bringing stuff here right? He's like, you have brought this animal and that animal and you've done this and you've done that. And we wasn't prepared. We didn't have a field. We didn't have nothing. And I told him, I was like, well, if I waited on you, we'd never get, it'd never get done. You know, mm -hmm. because Ryan likes mm -hmm. to plan. He's a planner. Ooh, that's mm. yeah, yeah. I'm not a planner. I need, I need I to just go. I just need to go and get it done. You know? Uh-huh. And yeah. I think that that's what, you know, if I would have waited and planned until the perfect moment, right, that I felt like today is the day it's been two years. Today's the day I'm going to do it. You know, I don't feel like I would have, I would have lost all the stuff that I learned along the way. I would have lost yeah. all those moments, all those learning curves. I would have lost everything you know, waiting on that perfect second to hit the clock, you know, to where I could feel like I could achieve something. Yeah. Well, and you lose all that time too. You do. Now I'm not telling everybody Very they need true. to go out and buy a shit ton of hogs and they ain't got no fence and you know, whatever. <laughs> but, but I do think that you're right, Laura. I think that we can't, we can't just sit around and wait on the perfect moment because right now could be the perfect moment. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I experienced that today. Um, I had, um, it was time for me to post. I try to send out an email a week um, to my retail store customers. And what am I going to talk about? Because, you know, it's one of those weeks that we're going through a lot of transition. And so instead of withdrawing and being like, oh, I don't have anything to post. I said, you know what? I'm just going to tell them where I'm at. I'm just, you know, we're just going to talk about it. I'm going to tell them that yes. I could use their vibes and uh, energy to, you know, really catapult me through this transition. And um, it's been amazing. You know, I've had dozens of emails yeah. um, from it supporting me. And that was, um, that was exactly what I needed. So yeah. that's my kick in the butt that procrastination or I'm not good enough is something we all face yeah. uh, myself too. Um, do it anyway, because your people are out there. Yeah. You know, and I found too, I think that when you're trying to market yourself on social media, right. And you're trying to bring, bring everything, bring everybody into your life. It can get monotonous because you're like, well, I posted something yesterday and then the next day it's like every single mm -hmm. day. And sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know, I don't want to talk about today. I want to talk about a memory that I had. So like, mm -hmm. I'll take something out of the old that happened and bring it to the forefront, you know, that's of what I'm feeling that day. You don't have to, I think a lot of people, they, they divulge in that. They feel like they have to have something new every single day, you know, but mm -hmm. digging back in your memories and bringing up something that led you to where you are on that day or how you feel on that day can really help you connect with those people as well. That's mm -hmm. true. I like that. That's yeah. I feel like 
that is one thing. If you feel like you have to share something every single day that's new, you get so burnt out. Mm -hmm. And so yes. I think that's great being able to share memories and things like that. And I feel like people connect to that too. It, it shows them another side of you. I mean, when you're sharing memories, you're typically sharing memories that have made an impact or been special to you, or you're talking about someone special or, and uh, I, I think yeah. that's another way for people to kind of get an inside look at your world. Yeah. Another, another thing I think is we tend when you're when you're getting into this, right? You tend to see a lot of um, uh, common things happening. So, like, or trends, right? You, you tend to see a lot of trends. I couldn't get the word out. So, okay, for one thing, like permaculture, right? Regener regenerative farming, mm -hmm. um, grass fed, um, heirloom, uh, pasture pork. Like you tend to see all these things, right? Yes. And I feel like people try to fit themselves into the most upcoming category when really they don't have the knowledge, education, or the ability to put themselves in that. They're just wanting to be on the trend for that day. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can also see that being the case because I feel like there definitely are hot words. And I think that we all want to have people thinking that we're doing things in ways that appeal to them. Yes. But I think, and I think sometimes you can use those words um, and they are true, but I do, I, I agree. I think you have to be careful where you put yourself, especially if people don't fully understand what those words always mean. For instance, yeah. Um, right now, while we don't have chickens, I bought some eggs the other day from Sam's Club. And on it, it says that they're cage-free eggs. And I think that a lot of people would buy those eggs and think, oh, I'm buying these eggs. They're going to be awesome. They're from cage-free happy chickens. When I read on the packaging what their version of cage-free actually means, and I think this is probably true across the board, it means... They have all these chickens, but they're all still confined in a barn laying eggs. Yeah. They're not out roaming, living free range. They're just not in yeah. cages. Yes. So I think that you do have to be kind of careful about using some of those trendy words and making sure that if you are going to use those words, you actually do fit what they mean by definition so that you can help educate people on what those trendy words are or else avoid putting yourself into that category. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a different thought on that, that whole thing. Uh, I don't disagree with y'all, yeah. especially from a technical perspective, but when you're looking at, at hashtags and customer acquisition, and that's a, a hot word that customers are familiar with that, that aren't familiar with farming, mm -hmm. it's a way that you can start a conversation with someone yes. that you wouldn't have reached otherwise. So I see both sides of it, you know, from that perspective, from, from just the business side to the, to the, how, how far in are you type thing. And that's something that I think just each consumer has to, has to feel their way through and decide where they want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes to, you know, you really have to research and learn about where you're getting your stuff from, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, when people, I hope people research me and they, you know, and they find and they ask customers or whatever about me. I hope that they are doing that because that's what you, that's mm -hmm. what you need to do. Especially now mm -hmm. that we're living in a world where everybody is trying to hit that market, right? People buying, mm -hmm. people have been buying pigs left and right, trying to run their own pork, you know? Yeah. But, but what comes with that? is a false marketing on what people are actually getting as well because people are trying to make a dollar. So I try mm -hmm. to tell everybody that you need to research and look into the products, the hogs or whatever you're buying that day or, or wanting to buy for yourself. You really need to look into those because there is a lot of, you know, false stories out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I came into farming uh, via horses. Horse traders are alive and well. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's 
you know, a good, a good horse trader, you know, there's those key sayings, they're all six or 12 years old. They never answer a question you don't ask. So if you don't know to ask, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. I think that's just an animal thing because, you know, the animals aren't talking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we can, we can have the prettiest websites, the prettiest pages, the prettiest pictures, you know, we can type pretty, but it's all about actually putting that into a reality, you know, not just yeah. what looks good on a screen. Yeah, well, and that, that's your, your heart and passion. And I think it's all three of us. I, I think that none of us would want to have someone unhappy with an experience with us, in, in, especially if we could have done something yeah. about it. Yeah, um, I think that we're all very open to questions that, that we try to think of things that customers don't think of yeah. and help to the best of our ability. And I think that that in itself is, I think, what most people assume they're getting. But not all, not all people... Or that way and I don't mean that necessarily as a slam but that's just not how they think or how they exactly. work or what their goals are yeah so yeah it goes back to just align yourself and marketing is one of those tools where hey everything we just said can just come full circle with that right that when you're putting yourself out there and who you are on those social media things those emails those way that you market it lets that customer know who you are who your heart is and and tell them in so many words what it's like to do business with you yeah, uh, about just talk about some false marketing. Um, so my husband ordered a jacket off of Facebook, off of a mm -hmm. Facebook ad. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, we died laughing. So Ryan kept on telling me for months that he had this surprise for me that he had ordered, right? And I'm like, well, where did you order it from? Well, he wouldn't tell me. And it literally took like six months for it to get here, right? <laughs> so finally it gets here and I'm like, okay, Ryan, where did this come from? It was just in the box. And he's like, well, I got it off of Facebook. Like off of, I was like, mm. I'm surprised we even got it, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it was a jacket and it was so small. It was like, he ordered it for like an extra large, but it was like a kid's and it was an American flag. <laughs> It was an American flag material, nothing like what he'd ordered before. <laughs> oh, no. But he was like, it goes back to, he said, he's like, but it looks so pretty on Facebook. And I'm like, of course yeah. it did, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the whole package when you can make Facebook in reality match, yes. right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes it is. It is. But, you know, talking about all this today, though, I think that it will help others realize, you know, that they can and that they do need to market themselves, but they need to market them their real selves. And what are the possibilities that they have on their farm that they can achieve? You know, not basing themselves off of what you're doing, Laura, what I'm doing, what you're doing, Amanda, not basing themselves off of us off of what they can achieve. Yeah, yeah I hear that often. Uh, I wish I could do what you do. And, and the reality is they can't and they won't ever be able to because they're not right. me. It's not anything about my business prowess versus them. If the three of us were to write a marketing campaign for eggs, we would have three different approaches. We you would. Know? And it's just that embracing who you are, you know, yep. love yourself and put it out there. Yes. Yeah. Mine would be probably inappropriate with cuss words, you know. <laughs> we love you for that, though. That's how I market. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do think when you look at it, Amanda, how long have you been doing this? Oh, um... I have done some form of marketing for the last probably seven years or so. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been? How, when was your ranch or your farm established? Um, did start? We started out with just like chickens and stuff in 2015, but we didn't okay. really get serious about selling products and things like that until the end of 2020. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Laura, you've been, how long? You're what, 12? Is it 12 years? No, I'm, well, I've been at my farm for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, we officially incorporated the retail store in January of 2017. Yeah. Um, but that was a result of, of Facebook followers. Yeah. You know, that essentially drove us in the direction of let's let's feed people well. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I moved out here in 2018. I didn't get my first hog until 2020, you know. So mm. when you look at it, we all have different ranges of time that we've been doing it, you know all at different speeds of how we have progressed, you know, but when mm -hmm. I, when I look back, cause sometimes I'm like, we've talked about this too, or you said it, Laura, like you wish you could miss, you could just let go of all the nonsense and actually accomplish your achievement that day. You know, um, I feel yeah. like when we look back, we feel like we've been in it. I feel like I've been in it for years, you know, yes, and, decades already yes. and years. And then I see my growth and then it makes me wonder, you know, like where the hell am I going to be in, in, in 10 years from now? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But definitely. But and COVID was an accelerator. Let's, let's face it. That changed the whole ag scene. Um, not just for us, just in general, the entire ag world yeah. changed because of COVID. Yeah. And it, that's still, it's still evolving. I, you know, COVID is, is still, it's in the rearview mirror, but there's things there that we're, we will always deal with and, and landscapes that have changed because of it. Yeah. I mean, on on so many levels did COVID affect everybody, like you said, that is in ag. From big ag to small ag to just a backyard, everybody changed, you know, and we all had to evolve. It, like the saying, root hog or die, we all had to root, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 And it, it looks different now, you know, the middle of COVID was very different than, than now, you know, we're, we're seeing more soft sales. Um, you know, we, we, we track the uh, retail industry more than we would like as farms. So yep. anyhow, but that, that's probably another conversation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. So today we talked a little bit about marketing, a little bit about branding, how we do things, how yeah. other people do things. So our time is up. You guys go feed them hogs. All right, then. Bye, Bye. y'all. See you. I'll see you next time. <laughs> All right. So there we go. I'm going to hit no record. There we go.